Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to See Also. I'm Brody Lancaster. And I am Kate Jinks. BL, it's been a couple of weeks. Bonjour. Bonjour. She back. Coucou. Coucou. Bisou. Bisou. I don't know what any of these things <laughs> mean. Coucou is just like hi. Sure. Like casual French hello. Oh, uh, where? 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 Is that, is that how the cool kids say it? That's like the French Canadian way of saying oh, it. There's a lot of like how to speak like a cool French person, not a school French. <laughs> Oh, on my right. TikTok. Yeah, it's like Paris French versus like country French. Oh, you don't want to be country French. I do want to be country I French. I love a country French loaf. <laughs> You're back from Cannes. Welcome home. Yeah, I've been away for the last 12 days or so um, at the Cannes Film Festival. I went to Nice for a night beforehand. So you land in like the Côte du Jour airport, which is very much like the Gold Coast airport, I have to say. <laughs> it's like palm trees and like a lot of tans. Sure. You know? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Leathery old skin and. Great. You feel like there's going to be a Camilla store anywhere you look. <laughs> it's just like that level of caftan, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's different when it's European, though. It is different when it's European, I will say. But yeah, I, I'd never spent any time in Nice before. Normally it's just like taxi straight to Cannes, but. Yeah, I had a had a really, really good little hotel stay, Bill. You had a really nice time. I had a really nice time. I stayed <laughs> at this hotel Amour. They've got a couple of hotels in Paris. I've never stayed in the Paris ones because they like their whole vibe is like sex. Right. Well, I mean the name. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But it's just like uh like it sort of feels 
funny, but maybe a bit too sleazy, maybe. But I was like, well, the one in Nice looks kind of fun. Yeah, what changed? Well, it was was so beautiful. I mean, I had this, but there are like lots of very like sexy, erotic photographs everywhere. And in the lift, it's like this comic book kind of penis illustration. Like everything's quite phallic. I hate when hotels need to really (laughs) stress the point of like people fuck you. It's pretty much that. And then like, but when I check in, I'm like, no, just me. Just me. Just me. I spent a few like birthdays today. It's not the same thing as Hotel Amour in Nice, France, but I stayed at the QT in Melbourne CBD. (laughs) I love the QT in Melbourne. Me too. For my birthday a couple years in a row. Once because it was just too hot in my apartment and they upgraded me when I said it was my 30th birthday. Love that. They have a a voice going in the elevators (laughs) that are like, it's like it's a sensor and it knows if there's more than one person. And it's like, hmm, you two leaving together tonight or Mm. something as you step out of the doors. And I had heard it earlier and there was a couple in the lift with me and we were like, (laughs) but then later that night, my friend Sarah came and hung out with me. And when she left, she was like, there was just like an awkward man in there with me and it, the lift was trying to infer that we're going to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sydney one's the same. So even if you're going up to like to the like the grill there, it always plays a song that's like two or whatever. I mean, I haven't heard like one is the loneliest number or something, but I'm sure it plays for somebody. <laughs> the solo business traveler needs so, to yeah. want to come back. <laughs> totally. I hate that the QT have those, they're women who work at the front of like, you know, front desk or whatever, greeting you with those fake bobs. And they apparently their job title is Agents of Chaos. No. Yeah. Wait, I feel like they don't have the bobs in Melbourne. Oh, maybe that's just a Sydney thing. Because now that I think of it, I haven't seen them in Melbourne. But in Sydney, they these women greet you and they're wearing like... <laughs> Agents of Agents of Chaos like, is so, so dark-sided. Oh, it is. It's like Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Lost in Translation wig, essentially, yeah. with, like, from memory, a beret, and they're wearing, okay, this is from memory, like a PVC trench coat. Anyway. It's very Andrew O'Keefe deal or no deal. <laughs> it really is. Anyway, Agents of Chaos has always been very amusing to me. But, yeah, this hotel was so nice. I had a... um just like a petite room because it was just just more mm-hmm. but it was all pink and i had a full pink marble bathtub in the bedroom between this and your hotel in india like <laughs> there's a real theme emerging of like be- i'm a luxe little bitch yeah beautiful pink and red color scheme little wombs for jinxie I know what I like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you bathe? Did you get in the tub? I sure did. It was really delightful strolling down, uh, yeah, the boulevard in Nice. And I found one of the best vintage stores I've ever been to because we were talking about thrifting recently. Yeah. This place was amazing. It was in like the old quarter and it had, there was a beautiful Gaultier dress right next to like a shitty satin, you know, like pussy bow blouse that is worth nothing. Then a pair of like Chanel jeans mm. and an old like bodice. It was just incredible. Like the high and low, like everything was curated. Everything was perfect. Mm. And like, of course I couldn't afford the Chanel jeans and they didn't fit me, but you know, like I, I bought, I bought a bunch of things. What did you get? I bought a beautiful black, what I thought was a tuxedo jacket, and the woman who owned it was like, "No, smoking." 
Oh. And I was like, oh, sure. Sure. Sure, lady. And um, I got a beautiful striped, like, 70s fitted jacket. Ooh. And a vintage... I'd say early 80s, maybe late 80s, Sonia Reichel velour navy and gold cardigan Ooh. with like big buttons. Okay, perfect. Lots of outerwear for disgusting Melbourne winter. Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, it was was great. It was really, it was really nice. Yeah. Like it was nice. I had like a day off before I had to really get to work. Yeah. But BL, we'll get to Cannes, but... Tell me what's been going on with you. We'll get to can. Also, I need to point out that over the weekend I saw on Instagram, uh, Pinterest was hosting an event in Cairns, Australia, mm-hmm. yep. called like Can in Cairns. Anyway, that was the hashtag. Zoe Foster Blake was there. What do you mean? Like it was a take on the can? I think it was like, let's get influential people to Cairns, Queens, far north tropical Queensland mm-hmm. to like talk about being girl bosses. That's the vibe oh, that I hey. got from a few Instagram right. stories. They weren't doing cash a can. That's what they should do there. What's that? When you collect like can- aluminium <laughs> cans for like five cents or something. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, like a recycling program. Yeah, but you get money. Yeah, they should do that at the film festival also. <laughs> I think they should. They collect a lot of glass, I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, you're back from France. I'm back from Brisbane, so very similar. Australia's own. Yeah. <laughs> um, it felt like being in like an alternate reality because every day is sunny and 23 degrees. Mm. Like my sister opens the front door in the morning to let warmth into the house, Mm -hmm. which is just the absolute inverse of my daily life in Melbourne. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I went to visit my niece for a few days. The last couple of trips that we had planned had fallen through, change of plans. I got really sick, et cetera. So it ended up being, it had been almost a year since I'd last seen my niece who was like two and a bit. So very different little person um, than the last time we hung out. We introduced her to the song Life by Desiree. Oh, great. So now when she gets into the car, she asks for life. Oh, She's that's like, so good. I want life, more life. I love life. She should be asking for it every time she has a piece of toast. Truly, it's iconic. That's the one lyric that my sister and I know from the verse. <laughs> the course. evening news. But yeah, the first night I was there, we got together with a few friends from our hometown and watched the Vanderpump Rules reunion part one together. My sister turned on the galaxy lights. I ordered enchiladas a la Sheena's famous enchiladas. It was phenom. I want to give a quick shout out to Talia who listens to See Also. But yeah, that was my weekend just gone. But it's been a little while since we caught up on the pod. So I guess I have big life news, which is that I quit my job. Amazing. Yeah. I quit my full-time job in advertising. You did it. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, Yeah, so I can stop talking about it now. (laughs) I did it. A few people who I work with listen to the podcast, which is totally fine, but I'm not going to give too many details. But essentially, I'm going back to freelancing, which I always was doing on the side. And Mm. it just became kind of untenable to be doing freelancing, thinking about writing a book, doing our podcast, wanting to do more with our podcast and working a full time job. And oh, and I I'm still writing and doing stuff on the side. Yeah, you are. So I'm just going to be doing all of that stuff minus the full-time job. Is it crazy to quit a job during a recession? Probably. I mean, look, BL, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this off pod, but actually not since we recorded last. Yeah. But 
I am really excited about you having time to write the book. Yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, like this podcast is like, you know, we have other ideas for it and yeah. hopes and dreams, but you have your own hopes and dreams outside of working a nine to five that's actually a like everything and eight to 10 or whatever. You know? Yeah, totally. And it was like advice from my sister that ended up being like really crystallizing my decision too, because I was getting some exciting opportunities in like my career that I've been kind of whittling away at for the last 10 years or so. And every time something exciting would come up, I would kind of have a meltdown and just be like, well, one more thing I have to say no to, or mm. have to cram into another night or weekend and sacrifice like, my health or relationships or free time or whatever. And my sister kind of said, you know, you keep thinking about what you don't have time for rather than what you're spending your time on. Mm. Like what are you spending your time doing that you actually care about? And it really kind of put everything into perspective for me, Mm. which was really helpful. Um, So, yeah, big decision. Big decision. Yeah, but I feel good about it. I haven't regretted it or questioned it or – kind of wished I'd chosen something different at all in the last few weeks. So that's great. Yeah. About a week after or a few days after this episode comes out, I'll be wrapping up my full-time job and already have like, you know, a month's worth of freelance to go on with. Happy end of financial year to my long suffering (laughs) tax accountant (laughs) who I'm going to be having lots more questions for once again. Yeah. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm really pleased for you, BL. I think it's great. It's obviously the right move. Um, one thing I was going to ask about is we both recently both got our tarot is done. Oh my God. By the amazing Sophia Somerville of Southern Spells, who I included as an also also many episodes ago. Mm-hmm. But we actually both got our cards read. Yeah. And was this kind of something you were asking about? Absolutely. My questions to Sophia were all work related. And my reading came through, I think, two days before I gave my notice to quit mm-hmm. um, or three days, actually it came through on a Monday. I quit on a Thursday. Um, and it was just one of many things to help put everything into perspective. You know, she gave me my card for the year, like my direction where I need to be. And it all just, it all really clicked and it all felt really right. I've only listened to my reading through once and I just laid on my bed and listened to it, Mm -hmm. but I actually have it in my diary. I planned to re-listen to it again tonight after we finish recording with like a pen and paper and like jot stuff down as it comes to me a second time. That's good. Yeah. How was yours? Can I ask what your card is? Oh, yes. Hold on. You don't have to tell me. It's, um, oh, I don't know the names for them. Okay. But it's about reality and like truth and justice is like my card for the year. Cool. Is it just the justice card? Maybe. Or is it a is it major arcana or minor arcana? Do you it's know? It's like black and squiggly. Um, look, I'm not a tarot girl, but it's her cards are beautiful. The cards are beautiful. And she explained it in a way that really made a lot of sense to me. Good. Well, it only has to make sense to you. Yeah. I had dinner a couple of weeks ago with my friend Sarah, who also listens to the podcast. And she, after you recommended Sophia, also got a reading done. Oh, cool. And hers was, I mean, I'm not going to blow up her spot, but hers was a lot about like being in the moment, um, having time for joy and things like that. And she is like a mum to a little girl as well. And so I think that was like a healthy 
like much needed reminder for her. That's great. Yeah. How was yours? Mine was really good. And I just have to say, we didn't, we actually both paid Sophia full money. Yes. This is not a freebie. No kickbacks. No, no spawn con. Yeah. Her readings are always fantastic. This really pinpointed a lot of things that I have been thinking about when it comes to creative work. Mm -hmm. So like the work I do around my um, job, my full-time role, but also how I think about that role and the things that I want to do within it and like creative ways to look at it and to work collaboratively and all that kind of thing. So yeah, it was really great. I've, I've only, I listened to it twice. Mm -hmm. I listened to it once when it first arrived. um, And then I actually listened to it on the plane coming home but I'm, I'm going to get a transcription done of it oh, yeah, so that idea. I can actually, cause I took notes, but I want to be able to refer to it properly. Yep. Um, cause she gave, she gives such a dense, perfect reading and my card is the world, mm. which is interesting. Cause that is the card I was given the last time I had my tarot done in really? Byron. Yeah. Which was a great reading. Um, and usually it's, the high priestess is the, is my the card I always get in life. Oh, but, wow. um Like but, always, how many times? Um, I'd say probably oh, like it used to come up a lot when I would get my cards done by the incredible Sarah Godestina in LA when I would go over there. But even in readings with friends, etc. Wow. It would just, it, like it comes up a the lot. The cards know. The cards they know. Yeah. Anyway. Also, Sarah and I had this convo, I'm just repeating it um, for the podcast, but the idea of doing like a digital tarot reading is something that I had never really experienced or thought of before because you have this image of it as you sitting across from someone they're Mm. getting energy and you touch the cards yeah in person um and Sarah and I were both saying we're so kind of grateful in retrospect that it was not in person because we would have been interrupting every time she said and I don't know if you've ever thought about this and we'd be going yeah I have actually once when I was a kid blah, 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 blah. but you know instead you just get 50 minutes straight of Sophia talking you through it instead yeah. of your own interruptions it's so good yeah look I really love to get it done because it just makes you think about things in a different way I don't think it's like telling me the future or anything no. like that but it's just about yeah a different lens in which to look at your life or look at your plans for Mm. the next 12 months or whatever. It's like, you know, it's like reading like astrological signs. Yeah. How often should I be getting my tarot done now that I've, now I'm a a tarot girly? Once a year. Okay. I mean, you can pull a card every day and learn about what it means, et cetera, but Mm -hmm. who got the time? Yeah. I've got my day to a page calendar that kind of does that. Yeah, there you go. Tomorrow's hot springs day. Is it? So who knows where I'm going to be? You're going to Hot Springs? No, but oh, it's what the it's what the calendar says. Well, then you should go. Yeah, it's kind of like a little prediction. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, just quick Melbourne update. We both missed the earthquake. No, I I was here for it. Oh, you were here. I was not. I was watching the last ten minutes of the Yellow Jackets finale on the couch with my girlfriend was that the and finale? dog. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then the apartment started shaking. Yeah. Wow. Was it a big one? It was smaller than the last, than the 2021 one. Huh. Um, by a little bit. I think it was like three point, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was outside for the 2021 mm. earthquake, so I felt it very differently to what I felt in the house last uh-huh. night. I was in this room 
and I was taking a video of Carol playing with a new toy and then she stopped and ran out of the room and stood still and then the room started shaking and I thought it was her new toy fish flopping on the ground that was shaking my apartment. But then I posted that video. And it went viral. And it went viral. The headline was like, woman, shocked woman. (laughs) They caught like the Daily Mail. was like, stunned woman. I totally remember. Captures her cat predicting the earthquake. And then people were sending me hate mail on Facebook being like, this isn't news. Why do you think that this should be news? And I was like, um, redirect your anger. Okay. I'm not receiving it. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's so funny. Yeah. A little viral sensation. All right. I have canned questions. I want to know about your celeb sightings. Okay. That's my first question. Celeb sightings question mark. I didn't have amazing celeb sightings this year. I mean, I went to a lot of screenings with director Q&A, so I saw a lot of, like, the directors and cast and crew. Uh I went to a pretty fun film party where there was the likes of, like, Earl Cave, et cetera, Uh which was pretty good and everyone was dressed extremely well. Yeah. Uh, I saw a lot of John C. Riley everywhere. Um, who else? Someone I know got blocked by a Bravo account for saying that Ashley from Potomac and Michael's son looks like John C. Riley. <laughs> and when you see it, it's really true. I wow. Yeah, it's been a while since I've looked at that family tree, but um self-preservation. Yeah, so I thought, you know, I didn't see a lot of people in like on the street Mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of people on the street as such I mean I saw there were a lot of like celebs in the films like I mean but it's like Vim Vendors turned up in a um Ozu film that I saw in the Cannes classic Mm -hmm. program so it's Mm -hmm. like that level I yeah okay it's not like Amelia Gray was sitting opposite you at they don't cafe. go to movies, those yeah. people. They go to the parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't go to the films. Or they'll be invited to go to one premiere, but they don't have accreditation. So that's – they're really just there for the parties. And then you just see so many influences over there um, and, like, women dressed to the anth, like, just f- the fullest gown look you could ever hope to see in life. Yeah. And they get photos taken – outside the Lumiere <laughs> Theatre, which is where all the very big um, premieres, happen. premieres happen. And when I went to that crazy premiere as an influencer, lol, last yeah. year, that was where it happened. Yeah. And, and you get, I see films in the daytime there mostly. But, yeah, you see these people getting their photos taken, but they're not going to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to any of the films. They're just yeah. getting their take, film photo taken outside it to be like, hey, I'm at Cannes. It's like the quote unquote street style photos just walking past the Lincoln Center fountain yes. during Fashion Week <laughs> and tagging it New York Fashion Week in the location. Yeah. No one needs to know you're not at the shows. No, but it's, it's really, it's funny because it's like, I, I know that you're not yeah. going to anything, <laughs> but amusing. Yeah. Um, tell me about y- your outfits. Any notable yeah. looks from Jinxie? No, I didn't have many notable looks this year, I have to say. Like, I think I saw 40 films in nine days, which is a lot. It's a lot. Um, And I'd already seen a number before I left. So it's not possible to be in a look, you know, going everywhere. (laughs) What was the vibe at the Quasette? Mm -hmm. Am I saying it right? Yeah. I just learned that term today. The, the, boulevard. the um, boulevard. What's the vibe at the boulevard around the idol? 
Look, it's a TV show, so I didn't. Yeah. I, well, I didn't pay any attention to it. Yeah. Um. I mean, the reviews are bad. I mean, they were always going to be bad, right? As yeah. soon I would kill. I would literally kill. I'll mention off mic who I'd kill, but I'd literally kill to see the Amy Simons version. Oh, absolutely. Even at eighty percent, it's going to be much better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I it was my, it was just bad vibes around it. To be yeah. honest, it was the same with the opening night film, which um, by my friend starring Johnny Depp. Well, yeah, and the Johnny Lily Rose yeah thing. You know, yeah. like she might be iconically smoking ciggies and hanging out with Troy Sivan, but we're not gonna. It, it's not overshadowing for me, the the Johnny of it all, you know? No, and there were protests, like there were like signs up, but I mean, it's France, so everything's just kind of like, everyone's au fait with everything. It's just like swept under the rug yeah, a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's just like, well, it's still the opening night film and you're all coming to We simply camp. must clap. We simply must clap. I didn't see it for the record. Did yeah. you see it? Good decision, I think. Um, I saw some really amazing films, like yeah. really excellent films. Yeah. The film that I thought would win won the Grand Prix, which is like the basically like the B, the B prize. Um, but I saw the new Jonathan Glazer film, The Zone of Interest, which oh, yeah. was like absolutely incredible. It's sort of based on this – um, Martin Amos novel and it's about a family highly heavily involved in the SS who live directly outside of the Auschwitz camp okay and it's just this I can't use the word chilling because every single review says chilling but it's chilling yeah. um, <laughs> and it's one of the only films I saw where I wasn't at the world premiere of it I went to a screening the second day but normally everyone claps for a really long time, no matter what the film is, no matter who is there, everyone claps. This one, hardly anybody clapped because everyone was just sitting in stunned their chairs, silence. totally stunned. Yeah. And I was like, God, I need to get home. I need to have a drink. And then the doors of the cinema opened. It was at the Agnes Varda cinema. And <laughs> you, you just sort of want like peace and quiet and contemplation and, you know, to think about like, how your implication in violence in the world and all of the super yachts were just like on the water having crazy <laughs> parties and it was just like no get me home no 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 no, no, no. Close the doors. was it jonathan glazer who made that film other film where scarlett johansson wore a wig that's a little qt hotels was it under the skin under the skin she had that black bottle <laughs> she did yeah very yeah, that was chaos. yeah and uh, michael levy did the score again oh it was it was really incredible film but my favorite film that i saw was the new alice Rohrwacher film she made happy as lazaro a few years ago oh i just adore her film so much and her sister alba Rohrwacher is an actress she's in most of her films she plays like the lesbian daughter in I am love, but she's in heaps of things. Uh But, um, anyway, that was like, I cried in the cinema just because it was so nice. Like it was so wonderful to be watching such a beautiful film. Wow. Like after, you know, you really go through the ringer in the cinema at Cannes of like highs and lows and this like painful things like zone of interest is a really difficult watch. But, um, this was just like, 
Heaven. Just good. So heaven. But yeah, some other great films I really loved. Yeah, the new Vin Vendors film, Perfect Days. Sean Price Williams, The Sweet East was great. I love this film by Western Rizzoli called Riddle of Fire, which felt like online ceramics had made a movie. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, I saw the news Wes Anderson. It was really good. It looks really fun. Asteroid City, it was really fun. I was a bit nervous about the trailer because it was like, this looks like a Wes Anderson parody, Mm. you know, like it's so Wes-y. But I think actually, that's what Wes Anderson movies feel like now. But this was great. I think like it's sort of it's more towards like Grand Budapest Hotel. It doesn't have like the emotional depth of like your know, Rushmore Tenenbaums, yeah, Darjeeling. But it was really beautiful, and I really can't wait to see it again. Yeah, because there's so much going on. Always. I'm really excited to see it. And also, you listing those early movies make me realize truly how long it's been since I've watched. So many of like the classic Wes joints. Yeah, the Wes joints. Yeah. This is really good. I also saw the new Todd Haynes film, May, December, which I loved. Oh my God. And I did a little review on the Every Outfit podcast, which we will link in the show notes. I knew nothing about this film, but listening to your little, your little dispatch on Every Outfit got me so fucking excited. It's a must see. It's like the campest thing he's ever made. It's incredible. And that's saying something. That's saying something. Wow. I've got a good C also for Can. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There was a good piece in Vulture called In the Bathroom Lines at the Super Parties of Can. And it's Rachel Handler and attending like all the different tiers of parties. And she gets tickets to everything. And it's pretty funny. Wow. It's a good insight into what it's like when you're not actually just seeing films like I am. All right, we're recording this mere minutes after Jinxie (laughs) finished watching the finale (laughs) of Succession, the season four and the series finale. Um, I watched it on my phone on the plane coming home today. On your phone? Yeah, girl. Did I not mention that? No. Yeah, I held my phone like this for two hours because also the Wi-Fi kept dropping out. Because you just had to. Yeah, I just had to. Will you go back and watch it again? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of doing a full series rewatch. Oh, whoa. Because now I am going to know what clues to or hints to pick up. Mm -hmm. But also I think I started watching it during season two, maybe towards the end of season two. I'm not sure. Sometime in there, I was definitely catching up on Succession. And so I feel like when I'm catching up, I'm not fully registering, Mm. you know, little bits and pieces. For a while, I was like, who's this woman? And it's like, (laughs) what's her name? Logan's wife. What's her name? Marsha. Marsha. Yeah. Marsha. Oh, my God. The side chicks last week. Anyway. Oh, my God. Marsha, who should have been shopping in Milan forever. (laughs) Marsha with her big jangly necklaces. Um, All right. So we are going to talk about the finale episode of Succession. So let's – we'll put the little noise in when we start getting into spoiler territory, which is going to happen any minute now, and check the show notes if you have yet to catch up. I don't know how you're consuming podcasts or the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Not being up to date on Succession if you want to be. But anyway, check the show notes to know when to skip. Yeah. I mean, more power to you, but – Oh, I avoided the internet all day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to. I checked my phone at the airport and then I was like... Did you see anything? Right, roll. I just saw people talking about like, um, like there was a photo of Kendall on my timeline and Mm -hmm. it talked about Kendall's plan. Right. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, sure. Well, that's uh, that's nothing as well. Yeah. I think we should just play the noise. 
Oh, I feel better already. Because I thought, okay, we're post-noise. I thought Kendall was going to get his plan. His plan was going to come to fruition after seeing oh. this hint of a tweet. But also I was kind of disappointed at the idea that he would win. Mm-hmm. Me too. So the idea that he didn't was devastating for him. But obviously viewers were like, of course. It was a perfect finale episode. Perfect. I have zero notes in front of me. I have not read a single think piece because I literally texted BL before we recorded saying, oh, my God, I'm going to be a bit late. Didn't know it went for an hour and a half. Yeah. And watched it and then got in the car and came straight here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I had seen this TikTok a few days ago from the account of the app company I don't know Nameberry and it's one of those like websites that tracks like trends in baby names and like the lineage of names and they did a little piece on whether Tom's name was going to hint at his final move um because apparently Womscans if you kind of like translate both parts of that name it it means like the belly of a goose or like the soft (laughs) Soft down belly, mm. but it also is the surname of a baseball player from the early 1900s okay. who is best remembered for pulling off this like spectacular one off World Series. Like in the finale, quote unquote, finale episode of the World Series, he pulled off an unassisted triple play, huh. which is one of the best defensive strategies ever seen in baseball. Okay. And so the, Tom, from, from mm. the time he was introduced, was mm. going to pull off this. Wow, all right. Defensive triple play. He also is the only character with a Blackberry. And as we know, <laughs> Apple doesn't let villains carry their products. That's very true. On screen. That is true. Yeah. I've never noticed this Blackberry before. I noticed it in this episode more than ever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, look, it was just a really, really great finale. And I remember when we were first talking about this season, the beginning of the season, and we were both a bit like, it's a bit lukewarm. It's a bit tepid. Like what's happening? But the last, like, I don't know how many, five episodes or something have been so good. Yeah. Uh, So juicy. And then this one, I just was sort of delighted edge of my seat about it. Yeah. Which is very rare. Yeah. Like it's rare that something, I don't know, like sticks the landing so well. It's also that every character completely did the thing that they that felt true to their characters. You mm. know, Roman um, could only understand like pain and, you know, from when Kendall got really physical with him, mm. it was almost like to show that Roman needed to be loyal to him and that was how Roman has always ever received love, you know. Kendall threw his toys out of the cot and was like, oh, this is mine, this is my thing, I'm the big boy. I'm the eldest son. I'm the eldest son. And Shiv was like, you literally aren't. I know. I know. I loved it. (laughs) You know, Shiv doesn't always get it right. She, she kind of has had this like cycle of like needing her family and then resisting them. And, you know, she's always been held at arm's length because she's a woman. Mm. Um, I liked what she said at the funeral too about, was it at the funeral? I can't remember. But when she was talking about how, uh, Logan was, you know, extra tough on women. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't hold a full woman in his head. Yeah. Yeah. But also Greg, you know, people had this running joke or prediction that Greg was going to end up on top, but we've always seen him kind of hedging his bets. Mm. You know, he like takes and squirrels away 
documents that he was supposed to be shredding and he he plays both sides of the fence in a way and even when Tom you know they started slapping each other in the bathroom you know he still knows where his bread is buttered oh absolutely yeah and he I mean he just kind of fucked it up royally for yeah the siblings yeah didn't he I miss Jerry yeah I miss Jerry not too. enough Jerry not since enough she Jerry. Kind although of- she got to tell a dirty limerick she did. Oh my god, that okay, that video. It was good. The video in um what did they say? It was like AI playtime with daddy or something. But just that the image of all of the children watching their dad being like fun and light with people he I guess like actually respected and loved. Mm. And then seeing Connor at his right hand and realizing that the fact that Connor had been shut out, like they they never understood or appreciated Connor, but their dad actually did. Totally. Kept him close. Yeah, and that he was able to be, as you say, light with him, but also make fun of him, that he's, like when it was his turn, he was making fun of Logan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. That I think the scene, the incredible scene at the mum's house. Oh, and I love her. My Car- God, I love that mom. Caroline Collingwood. <laughs> She's so good. She's so good. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, just the three of them find, like when they're doing the dinner for a king. Yeah, was meal such fit a, for a king. Yeah, yeah, it was just such a great scene of them finally, because you see these little bursts of them being siblings, like they're constantly like badgering each other and it's so well done throughout the entire series. This is the first time you ever saw them like, truly maybe happy yeah like always guarded but this time they actually seemed a little more unguarded like Mm. that they were I don't know like there was this something from childhood had really come back I thought that was such a great scene and you just know that it's not gonna last totally it was so ominous like Mm. they're all having so much fun and they're so bonded and on the same page and like licking cheese and spitting in blenders. P.S. That blender concoction was giving me such extreme throwbacks <laughs> to the scene in the movie Jack by Francis Ford Coppola when they're all up in the treehouse and they have to like haze a new person in the group and they put all this like repulsive shit in a blender and make them drink it and they do it to Bill Cosby in oh. Jack. Uh, anyways. I've never seen it. But yeah, the fact that they all fly to their mum's house, get out of a jet and an and are immediately in beautiful loose linens. Yes. It's just like, I was like, where are these packed? Who they look are- like me and can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shiv is you at the croissette. Um, yeah, that was amazing. I heard her on a podcast last week or the week before talking about how she was there during the final scene that the three siblings shot. And I think it was that scene in the kitchen was... Mm. The last day of shooting ever was those three. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because they were all having so much fun. Yeah. And it almost was a little bit teary too. Mm. You know, like Kendall kind of can't believe his luck. Kendall smiling. Creepy. Creepy. So creepy. The way that Shiv plays her card of the dead kid at the moment. Because, like, I have been waiting for that dead kid to Truly. come up. Because every so often you're like, oh, Kendall, here's, like, you know, you start to kind of get on the side of them against your own better judgment when you're watching it um, just because everyone's just so awful. Um, but it's just like, yeah, he killed it. He killed a kid and his family covered it up. Yeah. 
And so I was so glad that she brought that up. And then yeah. he pretended it didn't happen. And like, that was just like the final bit of his undoing. Totally. Yeah. It's also like the last few episodes, I feel like, especially since America decides the election episode, I think people online, <laughs> there's been this real uh, discourse around, oh, these are bad guys. Yeah. You know, like, Duh. it's like everyone kind of was made to forget because Logan was their big bad that yeah. he was the, you know, the rotten trunk and they were just the apples or whatever. Um, but yeah, just the, and so seeing Kendall kind of be like, no, actually I did not kill a child. I just told myself I did. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Make me the boss. <laughs> I know. I nailed his son. It was like, uh, and then Roman turning, you know, Shiv's child into this kind of like, she's got the bloodline because your kids are adopted. <gasps> yeah. But also when Roman in that America votes episode, you know, Roman's the one that everyone kind of loves, but then like, no, he's bad. He's Republican. Yeah. He's yelling at the protesters who are upset that a Nazi has been elected. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah. why he's got the little cut on his forehead that he's sad about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did. I mean, all that said, I was really touched when he ordered a martini a la Jerry at the bar at the end. Oh, I didn't notice that. But I did notice in the second last episode when she ordered a martini with an olive, but Frank maybe ordered a martini with a twist. And I was like, oh, because I've, I've switched to the twist of late. Oh, you have? Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, I'm not the Jerry anymore. Are you a gin or vodka? Gin. Yeah. What are you? Gin. Yeah. Dirty. I used to be dirty um, and clean now. No, I um, I just I think I saw Dorinda have too many on screen. Fair, uh, and cut it back. I just decided at the start of last year I would start really confidently ordering a martini, mm. um, and that was what came out of my mouth, and I liked it, so I stuck with it. There you go. I haven't strayed. Well, now that I didn't even realize that it was the Yellow Jackets finale last week, but now that. And we know I didn't like that show, but that Barry succession and next week Vanderpump rules are all going to be over. Mm, What do we do? I need a new show. I mean, Love Island is starting soon, but that can't be my go-to show. It's on every night. There's F-Boy Australia or something. Kate, stop. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I'm probably going to watch it, but don't tell everyone. I think I'm going to go and do like an old binge. It's nice to have like... A couple of winters ago, I did all of um, The Sopranos for the first and only Mm -hmm. time. And I feel like maybe is it time for me to watch Lost? No. Really? I didn't. I I can't recommend it. Yeah. I I didn't stick with it. It started when I was in year 10. Yeah. I I did nothing. Look, I didn't stick with it. I've only seen a couple, like actually only a couple of episodes, but it's, it did nothing for me. Should I do Breaking Bad maybe? Have you not seen that? No. Oh, well, yes. I also never finished Mad Men. Maybe I should do that from the start. Ever heard of it? I don't know if you're parodying yourself or not, Bia. No, I'm the first first bit was genuine. (laughs) I never finished Mad Men. I started it. Um, and I forget where I dropped off. So I <laughs> have only just seen the, the, the visual of Don at the end. Oh, I the- hate to tell you, but like Melrose Place, Mad Men is a really good show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think any- I've got to do Six Feet Under because I've only seen mm. like the first season and a couple of episodes here and there. Oh, then yeah, you do. Yeah. I, I did do. that many years ago, but 
I don't know if I'm equipped for a rewatch. I think that's my one show, like the prestige show that I've not seen. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So what I else should. is there? Uh, Sopranos, Breaking Bad. What other troubled men are there? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of troubled men out yeah. there, aren't there? I'm in Six Feet Under Trouble Women too, surely. Sure. That mum. I've been f- feeling like I might track down and do United States of Tara again. <sighs> I wonder how that show holds up. I don't yeah. think it would hold up very well when it comes to that's true uh, mental health and the stigmas like around it. M Night Shyamalan split. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking dark time oh, at the movies. God. Wow. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna watch all the Evil Dead movies. That's maybe that's just my new journey, yeah. not TV. Love that. Yeah. Love that for you. Um. Any more succession thoughts? The only thing I have to say about succession is a thank you to all of the podcast listeners who recommended the podcast Fire Crotch and Normcore when I needed a good succession recap pod. Getting um, DMs that said, you need to listen to Fire Crotch and Normcore and the sprinkles with Lucy Preble. Okay. I literally was like, I don't know what any of these words mean, (laughs) but when I did a Google, it's a podcast, Fire Crotch and Normcore, hosted by the comedian Sarah Barron and her British husband. She's American. Uh And I believe she's the Fire Crotch in the equation because she's redhead. Oh. But also, like, 12, 13 years ago, I sublet her apartment in Brooklyn. Oh, how funny. I had to deal with her landlord. How weird. And pretend that I wasn't staying there. Um, So very small world. And I've just been listening to the last few weeks of episodes and really enjoyed them. And I've got like, they interviewed Jay Smith Cameron on a recent one and Alexander Skarsgård. They also interviewed the actress who plays Caroline Collingwood, who talked about, um, God, what's his name? Who played Logan Roy? Who talked about... (laughs) The dad <laughs> What's his name? Uh, who talked about how Brian Cox was like her acting teacher early oh. on in her career, but they never had any scenes together on succession. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because she would just kind of flit in for the wedding episodes mm. and she has a lot of theories about what Caroline's life was like. Okay. Yeah. All right. I haven't listened to, I don't think I could listen to a succession podcast. I've listened to unfortunately many and a lot of them just get really embroiled in, let's just say the lines that we thought were no, funny no. to each other yeah, sure. out of context mm. in our accent. Like it's just. I don't need it. I'm not interested in no. that. Yeah. But there were some very funny lines. In there were some episode. great lines. I know that I'm about to do the thing that you just said you don't like, but I just really loved it when Kendall called himself a business psycho. Yeah. That was my favorite thing. <laughs> well, I liked Caroline Collingwood's whole riff on eyes. Oh, yeah. Face eggs. <laughs> anyway, it was our turn to be a succession podcast, quoting <laughs> lines to each other, I guess. And it's the finale, so we never have to do it again. It's perfect. All done. Bye. Okay, BL, it is time for our also also's where we recommend things to, well, mostly each other, but um, to everybody as well. What's your first one? My first one is a read also. Slash listen also, because I've been consuming this book as an audio book. It is Andy Cohen's new book, Daddy Diaries. <laughs> he has been hot on the publicity trail. I When you came over tonight, Jinxie, I was listening to him on Bitch Sesh. They did a live kind of like press event with him. Also just listened to him on How Long Gone. He's been doing the talk show circuit. The book is really fun and it's really juicy, especially if you love Bravo and like celebrities. But a fun little see also tie in is that 
Andy started writing these diary books. It's his third, um, but the first one since he had his son Ben and it goes through the process of him having a surrogate give birth to his daughter Lucy. Um, It's all inspired by the Warhol diaries. Oh, okay. Because he grew up really loving reading them and obviously Andy's life in New York is going out, seeing people, being recognised, going to parties, going to hotspots, hooking up, doing drugs, having goss, people calling him. Like the day that the Roni reboots are announced, he talks about what Bethany was texting him. Wendy Williams is blowing up his phone, asking to be cast as a real housewife the day his daughter is born. Like it's all wild. Obviously it's not Andy Warhol, but Mm -hmm. it's – it's almost like if he were to write like a biography of these years, it would be stories of all the big stuff. Whereas because it's this daily diary entry, it's all the little juicy, gossy things that happen Ooh. like when he's in a fight with someone or when uh, he and Amy Sedaris get too high before they go to dinner one night. It's really fun. Okay, great. Yeah. That sounds very fun. I've also got to read also, it's a book that I mentioned a couple of pods ago, but I finally got a copy and got to read it on the plane. It's August Blue by Deborah Levy. I devoured this book. I really loved it. I'm sure we'll talk about it very soon, BL, together. Um, But I just wanted to recommend it so people have a chance to read it before we do. It has like a persona-esque vibe to it. There's a pianist who has had a bit of a breakdown and she sees another woman at a market that she has this odd kinship with and there's this like cat and mouse game going throughout the book. I just loved it. I love Deborah Levy's books. This is kind of close to Hot Milk, I would say, which is probably my favourite of her fiction, Um, but I love her memoirs as well. Anyway, it's great. I love a great book rec and also I have a copy on my kitchen table (laughs) in preparation for us to talk about it. My next one is a scent also. I thought I would just kind of recommend my go-to scent for many, many years now. It's the Marrakesh uh, perfume from Aesop. It's very accessible as far as perfumes go. It's not like a wildly expensive kind of Tom Forty price tag, but it's it's pricey enough that it feels nice, you know? Mm-hmm. I've never looked at what the little aroma profile is before preparing to talk about it, but it is woody, spicy, floral with clove, sandalwood, and cardamom, and it is apparently suited to all genders, explorers, epicureans, and iconoclasts. Which one are you? All, all of them, all I'm, of the above. I'm all genders. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're all of the above. Yeah. I first started wearing it because I was going to meet someone for a drink who I had a crush on like six years ago. And in the office, I was like, on. it was a very spur of the moment. And I asked someone if they had some perfume and they rolled a little bit on because it comes in a rollerball. And when I went for a drink, this person said that I always smelled good. I love that. And so they are no longer in my life, but this perfume sure is stuck around. <laughs> I get the roll on, yeah, and it lasts forever. I think I've bought like three in the last six years or something. Oh. Also, Troy Savan once did a video, one of those like 10 things I can't live without, <laughs> and it was his go-to fragrance. And I may have been wearing it and like reapplied it before going to the Arias years and years ago and walked past who I knew as Troy Savan's boyfriend who did a double take when he walked past me. Uh-huh. So if you want to, if you're walking to Hope Street Radio or through Carlton, you never know. Maybe you'll have a little scent match. <laughs> I've got to wear also 
Uh, you know, vests are everywhere, but the best one I, the best vest I have seen and bought, I could not help myself, uh, was by Francie, which is a formerly Melbourne label, but Anna who runs it just moved to Aotearoa. So I think there might be like a slight delay with what she's selling and making, but, uh, she actually has an archive sale happening online at the moment. It's just great. I'm wearing it right now. I've got one in periwinkle, but she does them in like black and red and they're all fab. Anyway, all of her knits are very, very beautiful. It's so good. You're sitting across from me right now wearing it and I was full of compliments. Why, thank you. Usually a knit vest I feel like is a difficult thing to wear. It is a difficult thing to wear, but this one, as soon as I tried it on, after I had had a couple of Proseccos at a, <laughs> like a store launch, um... I knew it had to be mine. Yeah. The periwinkle suits you. Thanks. My last one is an organize also. It's an app for like MacBooks, MacBook Pros and Airs, etc. Um, and it's called GCal for Google Calendar. And you would think this is just the Google Calendar app, Brody. Why would I need, why would you need to recommend this? It's not. Someone has taken all the functionality of your Google Calendar that you get from typing in like cal.google.com and turn it into an app app for your computer and I just bought a new computer recently and I realized that I have completely changed my computer behavior because I just want it to be like my phone and I want to be able to like open the calendar and then open my email on a different thing you know rather than Mm -hmm. having everything in my browsers Mm -hmm. maybe this is just me but I like having my calendar in its own place and so now I have a big app and it's like my phone but big my last one is a pout also. Mm-hmm. It's the Byredo Solid Ground Lipstick in matte. It's the perfect everyday color. While I was away, I was really operating on absolutely no sleep. And it was the same when I went to Berlin for the festival. Another club, another uh, club, no sleep, <laughs> no sleep. And it always made me look a little more alive. Yeah. Anyway, it's truly the perfect everyday color. The actual you know, little object is beautiful. It comes in its own little dust bag. (laughs) Love that. It's kind of annoying to get in Australia. You can get it from Mecca online. If you're in Sydney, you can get it from their store, but you cannot buy it in a store. I don't think anywhere else in Australia yet, Mm -hmm. but I've seen them overseas a bunch, but I don't like their non-matte colors. Okay. They slide right off. Yeah. But the matte, so good. What color do you wear? Solid ground. Solid ground. Mm. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. As always, if you want to send us a message, share the episode, follow us, etc., uh, you can do that at See Also Podcast on Instagram. Tell your friends, leave a five star review for us. We love to read them. And thank you very much to Samuel Hodge for our imagery and Harvey Sutherland for our original theme music. But also we will be doing our Q&A episode very soon. So it's the last chance to DM us for this Q&A episode. Yeah. To, uh, see what you want us to, to talk about. Yeah. If you've already sent us a question, don't worry. We got it. If you want to send it again, we'll just pick the best one. We got it. We got you. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.